welcome to another amazing episode of Retrovan X. As always, I'm Jeremy Parmentier here with Billy Holiday. Hello there. And Jeremy will not be joining us. I know I mentioned on our last episode on Steel Empire that the next few games would be patron picks, and that's still the plan, but uh, because Jeremy's not going to be here today, we didn't want to force through one of the patron ones. If, you've, if you want your game covered so badly that you've paid for it, we want all three of us to be here. So Billy and I talked about it, and we decided we're going to cover Batman for the original Nintendo, the first Batman game, not the Return of the Joker. But before we get to that, Billy, what have you been playing since our last show? Uh, you know, I've been dabbling a little bit here and there for, for the majority of time since the last show. I just, I haven't had time. Um, I'm doing a little bit of a move and I uh, am doing a little bit of a job switch again, going back out on the road. Watch out. Um, man, all the local sheets in North Carolina better get ready. Better have them chicken tenders ready for me because I'll be there nightly. Um, I guess I, that's probably the end of fitting into a medium shirt too pretty soon. But I recently, um, yesterday, in fact, as of the time we're recording this, picked up one of those, that Xbox Series X, and and, and wasted no time in, in downloading a ton of things off Game Pass, a uh, ton of new games I'm excited about playing. Um, so, of course, you know what that means. I have all these new games at my disposal. I, I stayed up all night last night playing through... Uh, you know, the things I've been missing over, over the last year or so. No, that meant that I, uh, I, I prioritized Metal Gear Solid five, hey. um, <laughs> as, as the first download <laughs> and, and it been working through it again. And also it, 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 it looks lovely. It, it runs a treat. Um, I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's been, uh, gotten the full upscale treatment, but, uh, fuck a duck. If there's almost no load to that thing at all. And that was a game where the load started to, Started wearing me down a little bit. I played that and I restarted because so much time has passed. Uh, Sekiro also. <laughs> ah, yeah, I, um, I've restarted that several times just to try to remember how to play it because I'm on the last boss and I can't yeah. beat him. And uh, and every time after about 20 yes. minutes, I'm like, now nah, let me just get back to that last save. And I just slam my head against him over and over again. Well, that's that's probably what I'm going to do because uh, my other my save is on that last boss who I cannot defeat. For the life of me, I'm not getting any better at it um, with practice. Uh, yeah, and, and, and months and months have gone by, so I figure, you know what? Maybe just a maybe just a refresher. I don't know if I intend to play this all the way through, or if I just want to get the basics down and then you know lose to that boss. You know, a few more weeks in a row, like I, I usually do every time I attempt it. But that's about it. I, I should have a lot of, I should have a lot of new and exciting games to report next time, but it'll probably be uh, me mentioning how I, I'm playing Metal Gear 5. I honestly thought you were about to tell me you downloaded Stardew Valley on your new Xbox and we're, and we're playing oh, it. Oh, it's, it's, it's in the queue there. It, it's coming. Well, it's I, just, it's not, it's not done yet. I, I still have not decided if I'm going to get the new Xbox or a PS5. Right now I'm getting neither as I'm still currently not working and therefore if I get one of yeah. those things I'm also saying I'd like to move out. So I, I don't <laughs> have one yet. Uh, I did get, get uh, some stuff on sale for the Switch. I picked up, uh, I think oh, you yeah. recommended it, I got uh, Blasphemous, which I was very yes. excited about. Uh, but then I started playing I was like, oh okay, this is very much like a Castlevania game and then I thought about it for a while and I thought, you know, I still have Bloodstained and I've never finished that for my PS4. So I actually got back mm. on Bloodstained and did finish that. I spent a lot of time getting through uh, th that game. It, it's basically, I know, I know Jeremy's talked about it, uh, but it's basically just Symphony of the Night, but, you know, different. So I've enjoyed that, yeah. and then I did get back into Blasphemous Now, which is, 
I, I mean, it's like a, a Soulsvania. I hate to make up new terms, and I'm sure someone's used that before. But it's it's good. It's got the it's got what I like about those kind of games that the the you know Castlevania Metroidvania style games. But then mm-hmm. the boss fights are definitely more soul style, and the the way the game works. You know, if you die, you have to go get your your soul back, or you lose magic power and stuff. I, I'm enjoying it. I think it's a lot shorter than I think it is. Perhaps I'm wrong, and we'll find out. But I thought that was going to be a lot mm-hmm. longer. But I've already finished like. At least the first quest, you're supposed to do these three things, and I've already done two out of three, and I'm on the way to the third, and I've only been playing it for a couple hours. So we'll, we'll, well see. Well, I played it, and I finished it without feeling like it was starting to drag. Okay. So, it's, it, you know, it's it's not one of the longer ones. But I, I think um, the point you're at now, yeah, you'll get a little bit you'll get a little bit more length out of it, but it's definitely not... It's it's not a 20, 20, 30 hour affair by any means. No, and I'm actually very appreciative of the the shortness of the game if it is in fact short. Because I, I mean, everything else I'm playing lately is super long. I'm still working through Persona Five Royal. I, you know, obviously Monster Hunter never really ends, and Monster Hunter Stories Two. The demo hits uh, probably by the time you're listening to this episode. Uh, the demo should be out on on uh, on the Switch, and I'm going to get that, even though I know I'm probably not going to love it. I'm going to play it enough to where I convince myself to buy it, and we're going to go from there. Uh, and of course. <laughs> Uh, I'm getting ready for for Mario Golf, which has not hit yet, but I promise you the yes. next episode I will be talking yeah. at length about Mario Golf. But thankfully, uh, with only two of us here, that was a very short introductory section. We can dive right into one of the, the first superhero games I remember playing that wasn't a complete travesty, Batman for the <laughs> Nintendo. Yeah, and this was one I was excited to cover because I mean this this comes this came out uh, if if you were a kid, um, you know in, in the 80s, this came out at, at a wonderful time, right? I, this is a super nostalgic time for me. I, we're hot off the heels of that like an incredible first Batman film. Um, you know, that as a kid blew me away. Um, you know, kind of kind of set the bar a little bit for what a superhero film can be. Um, and as, yeah, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, as soon as this game was coming, as soon as you knew it was there, you had to have this. This is one of those that that you bought on site, or you rented. You know, not a second thought about it. You didn't need to read the magazines. You didn't need to do anything. It's a Batman game, right? Where could you go wrong? Um, and I remember this one uh, fondly. I also recall, uh, as a child at least, not. Not not making the most progress in it, and and we'll see if that that improved with age. Uh, but yeah, I, I, but I, this is still one of those I would sit down with. I would play as far as I could get. You know, I love the little, you know, the little scenes they threw in from the film, things like that. Um, I, I did have complaints as a kid, and some of them were some of them were you know they were a little ridiculous. Um, but we'll talk about all that. But I was happy to get back to this one because it has been a it's it's been a good while. And this was high on my list of games that I needed to sit down and play all the way through. 
Well, I'm glad you did, because I, I, nef- I definitely played this a bunch as a kid, but I didn't get very far. We didn't own this one, so I had rented mm-hmm. it, or friends had it, and I played it. So I didn't feel bad that I didn't beat it, but uh, I do yeah. remember it being very difficult. Uh, to go back to what you said about this coming out you know, at a good time for movies, I mean, that first Batman movie, and I mean, we're old people, but it was a yes. huge deal, because before <laughs> Batman, I mean, other than the Superman movies that, with Christopher Reeves that were of questionable quality, I mean, everyone watched them, but especially that fourth one, not not the best movies, there really hadn't mm. been a good string of superhero movies at all. Like, every time you saw there would be something based on a, a comic book or something, you'd be like, oh, this is going to be bad. This is going to be real bad. And instead, this this first Batman movie came out, and everyone's like, okay, you know what? Let's let's give it a shot. And it was. It was it was given a really good budget. It was, a, I mean, a solid movie. It's still good today. still mm-hmm. well worth seeing. Uh, and, and an excellent version of The Joker from Jack Nicholson. Like, just a great movie. So... You know, the fact that there was all this tie-in to the movie was everywhere. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, there's a game based on a movie. There's lots of that. There was lots of games based on properties that make no sense for Nintendo. Yeah. There's a, Gil- uh, a a Gilligan's Island game. Who cared about Gilligan's Island in 1989? <laughs> it didn't matter. <laughs> the game came out. I mean, even uh, th- this game was developed and published by Sunsoft, and they had put out Fester's Quest. Again, who was screaming for a Fester from the Addams Family game? Nobody. But yet... That all had a movie well, there, resurgence. There a too. lot of a lot of people screaming at it, though. Yeah, well, that that game had its own different issues, uh, although an amazing soundtrack. But yeah, so this game, it came out. I mean, even if it wasn't tied to a movie, you th- you thought, okay, a Batman game, that's going to be awesome because Batman's one of those superheroes that, if you're going to make a game about a superhero, if you're going to like, you know, pretend you're a superhero, Batman's a totally conceivable superhero. His his superpowers mm-hmm. are he has cool gadgets, and other than that, he's just a guy that knows how to fight and has some good armor. But it's not like. You know, playing a Superman game, as everyone who's ever played a Superman game has found out, it's hard to make those fun. It's hard to make those something where you're not just like, okay, I'm going to be able to do everything, and it's uh, and therefore things like Superman 64 come out, and it's just kind of a mess. Because you don't really know how to streamline mm. a Superman game unless it's always like, yeah, and he's covered in kryptonite. That's how you make it so you can, <laughs> you can have fun as Superman. Otherwise, it's real hard to make one of these games that's not just like a beat-em-up where you happen to be the superhero, and it doesn't make yeah. any sense. Where with Batman, to have kind of a standard beat-em-up, as long as you give him some gadgets, works 100%, and it should be a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, I had to say, from the get-go, you're, I mean, it's impressive with, one, that it it looks really good. It actually looks very good for a super for a regular, let me try again, looks good for a Nintendo game. Uh, the sound on it, incredible. The soundtrack to this oh, game my God. Is, is wonderful. Now, uh, we've already covered Blaster Master in the past, but uh, the entire... Uh, Sunsoft run of NES games basically have one composer, Naoki Kodaka, and I guarantee I'm saying that wrong, but that same person did Blaster Master, the Gremlins 2 soundtrack, which the Gremlins 2, the new batch game for the Nintendo, Mm -hmm. while the game is of questionable quality towards the end, the (laughs) the soundtrack is nonstop great. Journey of Silius and the Festerous Quest, we just mentioned. So all those those old Sunsoft NES games had the same composer, and in this case, uh, knocked it out of the park. I mean, from the first level on, there's no bad music in this game. Uh, There's not that many stages, but that doesn't matter. This st- music in every stage, wonderful, and, and and on its own, just coming into the game, you know, hearing that soundtrack, seeing that you're 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 Batman walking through the streets, and at first you're like, okay, I can punch and jump. What else can I do? And then you realize, okay, if I start, I can change between some some bat weapons here. You get batarangs, a spear gun, and what's called the dirk in the manual. I don't know what that is supposed to represent, but basically, the batarang is simple. You throw it out, it's a boomerang, comes back to Batman, no problem. Mm-hmm. The spear gun. Looks like he's shooting missiles. Again, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I played video games. I get it. The Dirk, it comes out of him from, like, it shoots out in front of Batman, then splits into three ways and kind of goes across the mm-hmm. screen at a much wider angle. Uh, again, 
totally fine as an as an item. I don't really know what it's supposed to represent in the Batman universe, but it works totally <laughs> fine for this game. Uh, and so yeah, so I'm like, oh, this is awesome. It's a beat 'em up or I'm Batman. You know, I'm, I'm fighting all these these you know not one hit guys, but they take a couple hits to take, and all these little like uh, robots with spikes on them and stuff. You're like, okay, I can totally get into this. This is going to work fine. They didn't try to go too crazy with what Batman's going to do. There's not <laughs> there's not yeah. all this like bizarre like oh yeah here's parts where he's just bruce wayne and you have to talk to people like thankfully none of that's in there this is just straight side-scrolling action and while it is based on that first batman movie it's very very loosely based on that first batman movie. <laughs> thankfully it's not going to go plot point by plot point there's not no. there's no. not some you know there's not a scene where you just watch joker have a parade like it thankfully it's just five long stages uh, with different segments in each stage, with bosses at the end, very, very much like a standard side-scrolling NES battler. It actually reminds me a lot of Ninja Gaiden and how it lays out and how it feels. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, oh, yeah. like a lot like Ninja Gaiden, uh, which which is a good thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, from from the get-go, if you like that kind of game, you will probably like this. It's not as difficult as Ninja Gaiden, but it definitely has some some real spikes in here. Yeah, and, and Ninja Gaiden exactly is. Um... It, it definitely <laughs> what I sensed playing through this one. I, you know, I, at the time playing it, and I, I, you know, and I played both of the games uh, extensively, especially at Ninja Gaiden two. Um, I never put the link together until we were really, I was really sitting down to play it for this. And I was like, wow, I was like, this, this is a uh, very familiar style wise. So yeah, I mean, if you love those games, you'll definitely like this one, but yeah, it, it is very, very loosely. Um, but you can tell it is, I, I I guess inspired by the movie, <laughs> uh, you get you know uh, cinematics and and little clips of you know the characters from the film. Uh, it is the Jack Nicholson you know Joker in it. Uh, even Vicky Vale gets a little spot on there. Um, but yeah, after that, which I can tolerate now, <laughs> you get Batman just traversing the the. I don't know, the sewers of the city, the streets of the city. Um, you're not going to get a scene in a museum. You're not going to get the, uh, you know, the, the parade, as Jeremy P. said. Um, and one thing that disappointed me, I guess a little bit, I guess just a little bit, is you're not going to get that rogues gallery either. You're not going to get those familiar, uh, you know, Batman villains making... Uh, making appearances, which is a little disappointing because there there are boss fights at the ends of every stage, and you know you, you would think, um, yeah, you, you'd, even if they weren't in the film, you'd slide them in there. No, you you get some interesting boss choices throughout this game, um, I, which I mean a lot of them look kind of cool, but at the same time there, there's this, just that little bit of disappointment there. Um, but I, they would rectify that. You know, with future Batman games, that would put possibly too many villains in it. Well, they, they don't have the big hitters other than hmm? Joker. They don't have the big hitters other than Joker. Like, you'd think they'd have all these yeah. other Batman villains. And again, most of the other Batman yeah. games do kind of go the other route, where you're like, why are all his villains in this area? Yes. But, but instead, yes. this does have... I don't know how familiar you are with the DC Comics universe. I'm really not as familiar as I should be, I guess, uh, considering I worked at a comic store. But there's... Even, like, the first <laughs> level boss is this guy, Killer Moth. He's from the DC universe. I didn't know that, yeah, but he yeah. is. And uh, I think most of the... The characters, like a lot of the the enemies you'll see in levels, are based on characters from, you know, even if it's like D level Batman villains, they are in here. But it's mm. ones that, unless you're like a, a hardcore DC comic fan, you probably don't know that. I certainly didn't. No, no, I, it, there's no Clock King in it. I know that much. <laughs> but I, um, yeah, and you talked about the soundtrack. 
I will tell you this, and I was not aware until I started playing. When you boot this game up, the opening theme uh, somehow, I, I think, brings more of a Russian nostalgia back to me um, than just about any other video game theme. I can picture where I was when I first put this game in um, and, and gave it a shot. My father sitting right there because he, he was always a Batman guy, too. Um, you know, my mother not giving a shit, really, because she's not a Batman fan. That's all right. Um, and yeah, it, it's just the soundtrack is incredible throughout, which is good because some of those stages, you're going you're gonna to be hearing those tunes over and over again. Um, and I, I was pleased with the, the, the kind of, you went over the weapon, the gadget selection on here. I, it wouldn't be a Batman game without it. And they give you a, a, a pretty good variety on here. Uh, they give you, they're all useful. And you'll find in, you know, you know boss fight and throughout the stages, um, each one of these, each one of these kind of has its time to shine as you play through. Yeah. And, and uh, the way they do the special weapons, I guess we should talk about the, the general mechanics first. Um, yeah. This is a uh, you know standard side-scrolling beat 'em up game, um, but with with a lot of jumping to it as well. Thankfully, unlike Ninja Gaiden, there's not a lot of sections. I'm trying to think if there's any. I don't think there's any sections where you fall to your death immediately. Uh, that's one of the things with the later Ninja Gaiden levels. It's like okay, if I don't make all these platforms perfectly, I fall to my death and I'm instantly dead. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, in this case, a lot of me just fall back down to earlier parts of the level you've been going through, or sometimes into like sludge or or fire, or something that's going to hurt you. Uh, there are some mm -hmm. spikes that will instantly kill you, I believe. Um, yes. But but there aren't they aren't as prevalent as you'd think. Uh, it's not it's not too too bad. So on the on the screen when you first start, you'll notice that you have a, a hit point bar instead of dying in one hit or or having like you know, a number or something that shows your health. It's eight blocks of hit point. Uh, as you get hit by most things, they take one block off uh, for the most part. Some of the bosses do more, but everything else does basically one point of damage to you. And then you can pick up hearts from enemies as you defeat them, and they will refill your health bar mm -hmm. one at a time. So it's pretty easy to get health back if you need to, although <laughs> the drops from the enemies are more often than not not hit points. They're not those little hearts. They'll end up being bonus points, which if you care about score, great. I certainly don't. Uh, or they'll be the, mm -hmm. the special item, um, like point system so in this game you get like we said you get to use the batarang or a spear gun or the dirk by hitting the start button and it shows it changes from being just batman at the top to showing what the weapon is and then you have a counter next to you of like how many special item uses you have it goes up to 99 every time you pick up one of these counters you get from enemies that looks like a little bullet it's 10 weapon points worth of special weapons batarangs each uses one weapon point the spear gun takes two, and the Dirk takes three weapon points. So if you're just walking mm -hmm. around as Batman and you switch to the Dirk because you're like, oh, man, I'm hitting everything in front of me. This is great because it does a fair amount of damage, and it goes through enemies. It's, it's a strong weapon, but it's taken away yeah. three points at a time. So if you only have one pellet that you've picked up, you can use that weapon three times, and then you're back to not having any weapons other than your fists. Thankfully, you can beat this entire game with your fists. You don't need these other weapons. They make it a ton easier in parts, but you you know, it's not like a game where, like a shooter or something, where if you lose your power-ups, it's over. No, thankfully, you can still win this game with just your fists. Uh, although, again, there are some points where it's very difficult to do so. It's totally possible, which is nice. Um, you have three lives, and then you have unlimited continues, which is good, because like Billy mentioned, there, oh, there yeah. are some definite spikes in this game where you're going to need them. Uh, when you continue in this game, you will start at the beginning of the level you're in. So most of these uh, levels have several segments, you know, one, 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 two, one, three kind of thing. When you continue, generally you're going to start 
at that section. So if you die in 1-2 and have to continue, you'll continue in 1-2. Uh, the only difference with that is some of the bosses, once you finally get to some of the later bosses, uh, if you do die and continue, they'll take you back to the section right before it. So if the boss of 2-2 of mm-hmm. is, or a boss of, of area 2 is 2-4, then when you die and continue, you start back at 2-3. So you still have to go through a level to get to that boss, but it's not as punishing as some other games where it's like, oh, you've died on this boss, welcome back to the first of four hard levels to try again. <laughs> uh, which, thankfully, this game does not do. The, the continues are fairly um, fair, fairly painless. Uh, to, when you die in a section, most of the time you'll start at the beginning of that section as well. So you're not, you know, it's not like you can die and then jump right back to where you were. You, you go back to the beginning of the stage for the most part, but it's not too, too bad. My, so I mentioned that you use start to change your weapon. But that means that the pause button mm-hmm. either doesn't exist or it's select. I don't know why I had such a problem with this. I mean, as a kid, I don't think I did. But now, playing through it for this podcast, I would try to pause it. And I would I, instead, I would hit the button to switch your weapons. I'm like, oh, damn it, it's select. So then I'd hit select and pause it. No big deal. But then when I'd come back, I had forgotten that I'd switched to these other Batman weapons because I hit start by accident. So I'm running through, and all of a sudden, I start throwing batarangs everywhere or something else. I'm like, damn it, I didn't mean to do that at all. God, I, I do not like having select as your pause button. It should be a no big deal, but for me, somehow, I constantly hit that button by mistake. I, I did, too. I, you know, we're old, Jeremy P. We're old and, we're old and set in our ways, we're stuck, damn it. Yeah, we're stuck in our ways. I hit the start, I hit the start button, and that game should pause. And, I, you know, I refuse to have it any other way. <laughs> but, no, I, I did that a lot, too. And, and it was just, it was something, you know, I, I, I sat down and, and played through this. Uh, it's not, if you're good, it's not a long game. No, no 20 minutes, Tom, um, if, if, if you know what you're doing. If, yeah, if you, yeah, you'll you'll be done in, in 30 minutes time if you, you know, don't die over and over and over again. Uh, chances are you will, though. Um, but, yeah, I did this in a sitting. Um, it, it was, it was a lengthier sitting than I intended it to be. Some plans had to be rearranged that evening. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was doing that hot and heavy and, and I found especially, um, in a boss fight when I was in a rush, I would inevitably, um, you know, kind of, kind of get jumbled on the buttons a little bit. Uh, but it, it's one of those things you work through though, but it, it is unusual. Like when those decisions, those decisions are always made, um, and, and they fuck around with controls that, you know, you, you shouldn't have to mess around with. I, it's just like, you know, the, the games that have you hit up to jump, which, which is oh, one thankfully. of my least favorite yeah. things. This game doesn't do that. And it all, <laughs> no, it's one of my least favorite things that NES game will pull on you every now and then. Um, especially if the other buttons aren't fully utilized. Give, give me a jump button. You know, have start be, be the pause. Just little things like that that, you know... Just old men griping. You'll have to. You'll have to excuse us. But this game, um, the bosses in it. You get one at the end of each one, each you know each stretch. And I felt like I must have been crazy as a kid because I remembered this game for a a ton of difficulty, and I was breezing through these bosses. Um, there, there's, you know, the moth guy you're talking about. There's a boss that is a room. Very, very, uh, very Contra-esque, I yes. thought, that, that room boss. Mm-hmm. You know, it has different little, different little points you have to destroy and, and things like that. Um, and yeah, these first maybe three bosses, I was just cutting down. And boy, I sure thought that maybe, you know, over the course of 30 plus years, I had packed on a ton of skill. Uh, but there's a wall 
There, there's definitely a wall here. Uh, and for me, that came around that fourth stage. Um, it started to slow me down a little bit, but I slammed face first into that damn wall when we get to the uh, the last couple of boss encounters. So yeah, this game does have that difficulty level that I I recall it having. Uh, but I, I think the I think the first few stages can lull you into a bit of a, a false sense of security. Oh yeah, the first the first two specifically, I found like no problem. I got through them in one shot for each. The boss, the second boss. Uh, well, you know, well, let's go through the levels in a second. Before we talk about that, sure. I, I do want to mention uh, the the first thing I noticed with this is the jump is a little weird. So the jump it in is this weird. game is, yes. is it's like you hit the A button to start Batman in his process of jumping. Like you know, in, in real life, you don't jump from a total flat stance. You got to bend your knees and and jump up. Well, Batman does the same thing. And when you hit that button, it's like he starts the jump. And it's, so it's a, it's a weird timing thing to where the point was, the, at first I was like, well, clearly it's because I was trying to play this the first time on, on an emulator. I'll, I'll try to play it on, on something else. And the, it, it's just like that. That's what the jump is. It's this slightly delayed jump. It's not going to kill you, but the, it, it is a little weird at first. You want to get used to it because some of the later levels uh, are, are very, very jump heavy. You make a lot of very specific mm -hmm. platforming lands. Again, you don't most of the time die, but I think I'd honestly rather die than have to go back through seven levels of, <laughs> of what I already oh, just yeah. fought through because yeah. enemies respawn when you, when you leave the screen and have them come back on. Which is a very Nintendo thing, but if you've already fought your way through something difficult and then you fall and you have to fight through it again, you're like, well, I guess I'm done playing this right now because I'm going to break my everything in half. <laughs> I don't want that. Uh, so the jump's a little weird, but also the game, much like Ninja Gaiden, a lot of the, the jumping sections are not just that you're jumping from one thing to one thing, but you have like a wall jump. And Batman needs yes. to master this wall jump. You're not going to get through the game if yes. you have not figured out, you know, fall, jump to whatever you're going to, or fall to wherever you're going to, then hold on to the side of the wall, push towards the wall, jump, and Batman will spring back the other direction. It's got a slight, like, it's it's not as awkward as, like, the Metroid, Super Metroid wall jump, which has, like, I felt like that felt very floaty all the time if I was going to make it work or not. In this case, it's very clear. Like, when you push against the wall, Batman's animation changes. You can tell you'll be able to spring off. You're just going to make sure you do it in the right amount of time. Uh... It, it's not very hard, and maybe it's because I had played Ninja Gaiden 1 through 3 fairly recently on Twitch, but I did have to still like relearn how to do the wall grab and jump on this, because it's essential to get mm. through the game to master it. Yeah, uh, it's something you're going to be using. It's not a gimmick in this game. It's not something you know that you just need if you want to reach a hidden area or something like that. It's crucial. It, it really is. Uh, it's definitely something you need to get down. And yeah, the jump. I was going to mention is it's not that Mario hit the button and you're in the air. Right. By the time your 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 finger comes off the button, no, it's it's definitely uh, it, it would it would behoove you to to play this game and just kind of play through the first stage. Maybe just kind of get get the use get used to how he moves around. You know what they're going to want to require from you as far as is hitting these jumps getting these wall jumps and then you know hit reset and then play through you know play through seriously then because it's uh it does it does move a little different but i you know i played through this time had a little bit of an appreciation to it it kind of gives batman a different feel it kind of you know it kind of feels like he's got a little bit of a, a little bit of a heft to him if you will um the way he moves around um so that's you know it's it's an interesting mechanic. It's just it's far from what you're used to, and it might be a little jarring if you just try to immediately jump into it.
Um, we can talk about these levels. They, you know, they <laughs> they don't vary too much in look. This is a very dark game, I mean, as it should be. I mean, it's Batman, right? You know, we don't want nice, bright, and colorful, you know. It, it's not Adam West Batman in this game. Um, I mean, these levels, uh, they're dark. They're, they're kind of similar. <laughs> there are some strange, uh, strange enemy choices throughout, but I think they work for this game pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, the movie was dark that it's based on. I mean, it just looks dark, um, but also very dark because uh, Batman in the, in the, you know, general in the comics and in the cartoons and stuff, Batman is, you know, I don't want to kill anybody. He'll do whatever he has to do yeah. to, to, to stop the enemies, but, he, you know, he put them in Arkham. You don't, you don't kill all your bad guys. Uh, the, the end of the original Batman movie, spoilers on a movie that is 30 years old at this point, uh, he, he, just, <laughs> he just kills the Joker. And uh, th this, this game is very dark as well, and, and we'll get into that as we get through the game. So there's, like I mentioned, there's five levels in this game, essentially. I mean, again, they're broken up into sections, but there's five levels. So in the first set of levels, you're in Gotham City, and that's kind of where the game really does teach you how to play. There's a lot of stuff, like, you know, you mm -hmm. just mentioned learn how to use that jump on the first level. There's a lot of stuff in that first level you don't need to get to, but you can. If you want to work on how to use yeah, your jump yeah. to get around, there's loads of platforms to, to get to that just to, to get to them. There's no point uh, in doing so except for to learn that the, how to use your, your jump very well. So the first two levels of Gotham, it, literally, you're just... You're just running around, you know, learning to fight these these enemies, learning their patterns. There's guys with flamethrowers. There's little machines that that run towards you and then get faster, like a Mega Man platform guy uh, that you have to to punch or use your your batarangs. It's also nice to learn what your weapons are and how to use them. Generally, though, mm -hmm. no, nothing really notable on these first couple levels. Uh, you, you get your first boss, which is Killer Moth. He flies around at the top of the screen, then we'll kind of do these dive bombs and shoot fire at you. Uh, if you've ever played a, a Nintendo action game with a boss, he's pretty much by the numbers as far as bosses go. He's got an yeah. attack you can dodge. When he jumps at you, you can either wait and punch him, or I would have my batarangs ready for this boss. And as soon as he dove mm -hmm. down, I'd slam on that, throw about two batarangs at him. He'd get hit by one or two. Sometimes if you can hit him in the right place, it'll hit him several times on the way through him. Uh, he's very simple. Once you learn his pattern, he'll die in, in about three cycles of diving at you if you oh, hit him yeah. with Batarang. So he's he's not a tough boss, but again, if you've played one of these games before, uh, any kind of NES 2D action game, you're totally ready for this boss. Uh, the second set of levels is the Axis Chemical Factory. This is where the jumps get a little more involved. Uh, it's where you have to, to use that that, uh, that wall jump a little more to get through things without landing in slime or anything else. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's the one at the end. The, the boss is basically one big room. I think this has four sections to it. I could be wrong because um, I didn't write that down. But I know that this the first level is just three, and I think the second one was four levels. But either way, you get to the end. It's this this room where there's like conveyor belts on it, and there's uh, you know you can see that you have to dodge all this fire while you're trying to get up and clearly hit the flashing thing in the middle of the screen. But you can actually destroy every piece of this machine so it gets down to where it's just you fighting this this light basically and only dodging yeah. one or two things. It's not a hard boss, but it's more hard than. More hard. It's more difficult than Killer Moth, and it's it it is very much reminiscent of a Contra feel to that. I, yeah. I really like that boss. The third level is where I hit a wall, and it's not that the level is very much harder. It's that the regular enemies in the level become far more annoying. Level three is the underground conduit, yes. and that's the first level where you you deal with these big jumping enemies. I hate them. I hate them. They they. <laughs> If you see them come on the screen, they will jump at you. It's very easy to get locked where they'll just keep jumping on you and you can't move out of the way fast enough and yeah. they'll drain your life out. And they're all over the place. They're all over the third level. Thankfully, only the third level. But they're all over the place. And I, I don't know what their name is. I just called them jumpers. And I would scream, God damn it, not another jumper. Like, they are they are the easily the worst <laughs> enemy outside of bosses in this game, for me at least. 
They, they are. Uh, yeah, this is where the difficulty began for me, and this is the enemy that did it. They are incredibly frustrating. They have a, a jump that I, you know, I could not get a bead on these guys at any point in time. I, I just still find them <laughs> to be completely unpredictable. Uh, and they're they're big. It's a, it's a big sprite jumping at you, too. It's not like a little frog hopping at you. Uh, they cover a lot of ground. Um, and yeah, and there are many times you'll get yourself, thank God that, you know, that the, the life situation and the infinite continues, uh, because yeah, you'll get trapped in, in what feels like an infinite loop of not being able, um, to get away from these things. And, you know, you can, if you can see them, uh, I, I do not recommend trying to take them down hand to hand if you can if you can get them from a distance go for it with one of your weapons but i mean it's you, you don't you you hate the notion of you know using up your your ammunition of, of sorts uh, just on regular enemies right you want it for the boss like the the room you're talking about at the end of the stage too if you have the gun just that that regular that i, I what's the technical name it's for the it? spear gun but yes the guy it, it, it looks like you're firing missiles. i yeah, know what you, you mean. have looks like you're firing a handgun with bullets, but, you know, Batman doesn't do such a thing, so it's the spear gun. Um, you can tear that room apart with that. Um, so, you know, you, you kind of get the notion that you want to save up your 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 gadgets for the bosses. Um, so you could try to take these guys on hand-to-hand. They are one of the most annoying um, NES enemies I've encountered uh, in a game. Yeah, well, and, and they follow you. So it's not even like you can outrun them and they'll stay where yeah. they are. They, they will follow you around, and especially when you get to areas that you have to jump over things or you know make sure you're being very careful. They'll just keep hitting you, and there is a little bit of knockback uh, to some of these enemies, them specifically. So yeah, it's that's the first time I ran into problems, but still, in the world of difficulty of Nintendo games, I was still like, you know what, no problem. Uh, I, I got through those levels, and then when you get to the boss of that section is the Electrocutioner. Again, I think he's a DC enemy, mm-hmm. but I could be wrong. Uh I literally just brute forced him. I, I was able to come in there. I was at yes. another life, so I was able yes. to continue with full health. And then I just switched to batarangs and just spam batarangs and laid in the corner. And eventually I took him out before he took me out. And I was like, well, I, I don't mind doing yeah. that. But <laughs> I remember this being much more difficult. And I, I did try fighting him, you know, without doing that. And he's he's got some some tough patterns to follow. But the fact that you can just brute force him, why wouldn't you? So I, I didn't. I just yeah. slammed on the buttons and yeah. killed him. He's no big deal. Um yeah, I, um, oh, right. that's that's what I've ended up doing. And, and I think the difficulty as a kid was I actually tried to get in there and slug it out, you know, and, and dodge around. But yeah, if you go in there with, with full health or near, um, you, uh, you'll you win that war of attrition with him. So yeah, that's, I always hate that. I always feel like shit when I get in there and do that. But hey, man's got to do what a man's got to do at this point in time. So the fourth level is where you said you ran into your wall. That's the ruins of the laboratory. Yes. So... I know as a kid, I didn't get this far. I, I'm pretty sure I didn't get to the fourth level. If I did, I know I didn't get to and through the fifth level. And I, I didn't get through the fifth level, but I don't remember getting to this level because I don't remember this boss. Um, but this level is, is kind of the first one where you're going to have a lot of long sections where you've got to make very precise jumps. And they put things, they, they put enemies there that are making, you know, so you'll land on a platform, think you're safe, and all of a sudden, you know, there's something nearby that is going to start firing at you or, or whatever. So you have to be very mm-hmm. quick and you can't fall. And there's little little conveyors everywhere, too. So you got to be very careful with with what you're stopping on because Batman's jump, again, is a little slow. So if you jump on that, if you hit that jump button at the very end of a platform that's got a, a conveyor belt on it, you're probably going to fall before he actually takes off with that jump. So th- this yeah. was the first level I had some problems with, but still, 
and again, maybe it's because I had played Ninja Gaiden 1 and 2 and finished those. I didn't have too many problems with this level. It, I hit my head against it a few times. I definitely continued a good deal. But I, at no point did I think this is too hard to play. No, it's not too hard. It, it's not one of those things. It's one of those where... And it's probably the theme throughout this game until we get down to the to the very last boss is that every time uh, you, you screw up on here, you it's it's not one of those things where exception that jumping enemy also where it seems cheap. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, that's what I did. You know, that's that's what I screwed up on. You know, that's that's my mistake there. Now I need to play through again and not make that mistake. Um, and it was a lot of that for me. Uh, I, in all honesty, I have not played a lot of highly, you know, you know, kind of more difficult games lately. Um, so I had to get my reaction timing back down. I had to, you know, recut my teeth on this one. And yeah, I was just missing a lot of little jumps here and there. My timing was a little bit off. So for me, it wasn't that I encountered something that, you know, it's like, oh, this is fucking cheap. You know, why would they do this? It, it, it was a lot of, you know, in this game, I think, and most people's experiences probably, is that you see what you need to do, and usually you know how you've screwed up. And it, it's all on you. So, yeah, the fourth stage, it, it slowed me down for a while. Uh, but eventually I got through it. Um, I, you know, I nailed all the jumps I wasn't nailing before. Um but you, uh, you get a little bit of a, you get a little bit of a break at the end of this one with the, with this boss, which is just a, uh, it's, it's a set of blocks moving around a room. Not the most exciting thing in the world. And if this is a DC character, I'm instantly going to have to read up more on the, uh, the, the tales of this block character. I, I do not believe it is. It's just two boxes that the manual calls this All boss, right. the dual container right. alarm. And it's, it's, I guess it's guarding Smilex gas or whatever it is that Joker has in the ruins of the old laboratory. Uh, but yeah, basically it's just two boxes that go around the room. You can see the track they more or less follow. And as you attack, they will open up and start firing at you. So you have to make sure you're standing at the right spot. You don't want both boxes to get to you at the same time. And then once you destroy one box, the other one speeds up a bunch. But then I didn't I didn't have a lot mm -hmm. of problems. Once it got to where the box sped up at the bottom and would start firing stuff up, I just waited and then would jump down and spam spam some batarangs, and, and I took that box out too. It, it did take me a few tries. It wasn't an easy boss like the first three, but it, it definitely wasn't a tough one either, uh, which is fair because the game at the fifth level decides, okay, you've made it this far. You're at the cathedral. There's only one long level, and it's long. And uh, and yes. has a lot of precise jumping, <laughs> and it's got sections where you've got to use the 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 ledge jump to levels you haven't had to do previously, where it's like you want to fall and immediately grip on, and then tap the button as lightly as you can to try to get to this other level of the of the uh, this other thing you need to grab onto and jump off that too, while you try to dodge uh, guys firing fire at you and these little robot things that that shoot claws out in front of them. I I mean, the, this last level easily. I mean, I spent four hours to finish this game, and I would say two and a half hours were entirely on this level and the last two bosses. Yeah, yeah, I, that was my experience, too. I told you it was one long sitting. Uh, this was the length here. I think if this game has a reputation for, you know, a little bit of difficulty, um, it, it's this level. It's this level. Um yeah, it's just, it's jumps, and yeah, you've used these techniques throughout the game, but like you said, it's it's on a whole other level at this point in time. Um, you're really uh, having to master those techniques, and I guess they assume after four other levels, you've got it down, but man, 
there's a lot going on here. Um, th there are a lot of little setups where you have to make some precise jumps and there are enemies firing on you. You've got a, a lot of timing with your jumps. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's all the little things just kind of really amped up that you may have found difficult a little bit in the other levels. Um, but you know what? When this is over, when you finish this level, uh, you know, the level, the level portion of it, at least, um, your ordeal is not over. Oh, your no. ordeal is far from over. Uh, you're going to encounter some shit that's going to make you wish that you were still back playing through that level. <laughs> I had the hardest damn time in the world on the last two, yes, two, last two bosses in a row that they toss on you. Um, you, uh, you, you were talking, I think this guy is Firebug, I believe. Yes. Firebug is the um, next to last boss. Yes, next to last. You spoke about, you know, he, and, and I can see that he does have a pattern. He, he does have a pattern, kind of a rhythm you can fall into, a rhythm that I never got. I, um, uh, struggled through this one the entire time i could kind of see what i needed to do and you know i almost have it going but then if you're off a split second it, it's almost impossible to kind of get back into it at that point well he he starts uh, so the bosses in this game all do this but it's really only noticeable on the last two when you get to a boss screen you know you load in and it trying to introduce you to the boss somehow and then they start fighting but there's no like they don't start fighting and like all of a sudden you know you can move. It's like, oh, wait, they're firing. Yeah. I should probably be moving. And for this boss, if you're not already moving, it's too late. So his yes. he's got two different main ways he hurts you. One is he jumps forward and punches you a bunch. That that attack sucks. You can avoid it. But uh, but if you don't, you can get stuck in a corner and he can just keep hitting you, and it sucks. And he'll keep doing it over and over again. If you get that pattern, which I got many times, I didn't know how to counter it. He does more damage than you can do back to him. You can't just plow through him like you did for the Electrocutioner. You've got to hope he starts off the attack by either jumping forward a little bit, if you're if you're moving towards him at the start of the game, he can jump forward a little bit, then you can jump backwards, and then he'll start shooting this big fireball at you. It's, it's supposed to be, according to the manual, something that's like 6,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It's a giant ball that's just tall enough for you to jump over, but just tall mm -hmm. enough for you to jump over so mm -hmm. you can you have to make sure your time wise is right especially with his kind of delayed jump if you see him fire it you got to be ready to jump get, get yourself ready as soon as it comes out of the, the cannon depending where he is you've got to either be already jumping or or you know with your finger on the button ready to go and if you can jump over the fire you can then as you're landing throw a, a batarang or two and he'll jump forward you can hit him with that, then he'll jump backwards, sometimes the whole way back across the screen, sometimes halfway across the screen, where he'll hopefully shoot another fireball at you. If you can keep jumping his fireballs and hitting him with batarangs, he will eventually come to a pattern where he's just doing that. A fireball from the far side of the room, jumps forward, you hit him, he jumps back, sometimes halfway, sometimes full way, either way, another fireball, keep jumping them and hitting him with, with weapons, and you, you'll eventually take him down. And if you do that and only fire after you jump, you'll have enough batarangs, probably, to take him out. I don't know how you'd possibly beat this boss without batarangs. I mean, I'm sure it's possible. Yeah. Because your punch still does a good amount of damage, but you'd have to you'd have to really know like when he punches you and jumps forward like how how many pixels you can be from him to hit him yeah. and not have him hit you. And I, I never got that got that down, especially because if you're too close and he fires that fireball, it does more than one point of damage. I think it does 3. It's a yeah, lot of damage I, and you can't get hit by it and if you do it's over. <laughs> 
it's a lot of damage. But the good thing about this, if you can beat this guy, you won't have to worry about him again. Right. Um, if, if you have to restart that level in, in an act of a, a small mercy, um, because, because after him, you've got a hell of a time on your hands and you're going to die um, more than once. And you're going to end up back at the beginning of this level. And, you know, everything laying before you is going to fucking flash in front of you. And you're going to think about quitting. But just keep in mind that this is the only time you'll encounter this guy. From here on out, you will you will go through the level. And you will, when it gets finished with the level, you go straight, oh, to the goddamn Joker. Right. And there's nothing funny about this fight at all. No. He's, he's the cheapest boss I can think of in a game. I'm sure there are many more that are bad. Uh, but, you know, again... After playing through so many games that people consider hard, the Joker really is, I, I can't, he doesn't seem to have a pattern you can follow extremely well. It's not like he always fires his gun and then calls lightning and then jumps and then fires his gun and calls lightning and jumps. That would have been at least, I could read what to do. You could plan a little bit. Instead, he has, really, other than walking into you, which he'll do damage if he walks into you, he has three different ways to do damage. So running across the screen into you, if you don't hit him first, because if you hit the Joker, he'll flash, and while he's flashing, yeah. he can't hurt you. With his, with by his physically touching you, uh, he can still hurt you with lightning or with his gun, but he can't hurt you if he runs into you. So that's one thing. So he'll, he'll after he does some attacks or whatever, he'll just like shoot across the screen, charge across the screen really fast, and then turn around and fire his gun again if you're not right next to him. Uh, that does one point of damage. It's it's only it's not too bad. You only have eight though, so you can only get it so many times. And of course, if he's on the other side of the room from you, you're probably not doing any damage to him. Uh, the second mm. thing he does is he has this giant, comically giant pistol. That he will sh hold up and shoot, but it's very fast. It's not like it's a slow, like, he aims it up and says, get ready, Batman, and then pulls the trigger. He just has it in front of him, and he pulls it out, and he shoots, so it looks like a like a wave gun that hits you. And it does that does three points of damage. That does a ton of damage, and it's fast, and it's almost impossible to dodge if you're not immediately ready to jump it when he has the gun out. Uh, what you can do in that this case is, if you stand close enough to Joker, because the gun barrel is so long, he'll fire, and it will mm -hmm. go behind Batman. So you're not going to get hit if you can stand right next to him, but he cannot run on top of him because then he does damage to you. So it's this very narrow window of where you can stand. Because uh, the third attack he has is he you know, holds his hand up in the air and shoots down four bolts of lightning from the screen, from the top of the screen down, that do, I think, only one each on those two. But they also cause knockback, and most of the time, if that's hitting, there's so much going on on the screen that you won't see him pull his gun out and shoot you again, doing three four points of damage. So you've got to stand... Yeah. His first bolt of lightning comes like right in front of him. So if you can if you can stand like right outside of where the lightning hits you, but also right towards the end of the gun barrel, then you're not going to get hit by either attack. So you only have to worry then about him moving. Unfortunately, the Joker moves constantly. He's constantly going back and forth while he does this. He's you know launching himself across the screen with what I can see as no no warning that it's happening. He he's a very, very difficult boss. Uh, I just would say just keep herring at him, and eventually you'll get lucky with it. And I just got to the point where I was constantly just spamming batarangs because I had a full thing of batarangs and waiting. Like I was just just running, uh, making sure I just stayed right next to him and spamming batarangs over and over again so that he would flash long enough to when he ran across the screen he wouldn't hit me. And then I would just you know jump over him as if he's going to have the gun because if it's not and it's lightning, that's only one point of damage where the gun's going to do a ton. And I can't you know I got down to where I finally beat him, one hit point left. I don't know if I could. Do it again. I have no idea if I could ever have it happen again uh, easily. I'm sure eventually I'd beat him again, but it would be another two hours of me slamming my head yeah. against the wall on this boss. 
Yeah, same here. I've I I told Jeremy when we finished that uh, you know, I I, I beat him. Um, if I got right back on there now, I wouldn't do it again. That there's no way, and I couldn't tell you how to do it. Um, it just happened after a lot of trial and error. That gun uh, attack, it, it's at least four or five points. It's one of those things where if you get hit with it, you 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 know it's probably over. <laughs> uh, yeah, th this boss, it's it's frustrating because. It's one of those where instead of, of thinking, you know, um, offense, you have to really think defensively and you have to figure out, you know, what little pixel of a safe spot you can find from these attacks. And you're so focused on, you know, trying to find the right place to stand that he usually has another attack lined up or he's, he's, he's running around and you're taking damage. And yeah, this is one of those where the, the old health bar just gets eaten up um, before you know it. And yeah, I, I did similar. I tried to get my attack in with the batarangs while he was calling down the lightning. Um, but you, you've got to be aware. You know, you got to be cognizant of, of whether he's going for the gun next, whether he's going to zip across the, the stage. What's going on? Uh, this is a, a very frantic <laughs> boss fight. Um, and a very fast-paced one, too, in a game that, that I feel like really kind of didn't keep that fast of a pace as you go along. Um, but yeah, I got him. Holy shit. You know, it, it only took, only took a few decades. You know, <laughs> you, you stick to things, you follow your dreams, you'll, you'll get to them at some point in time. Um, and the good thing is I feel like I can retire from Batman NES at this point. I'm going out on a winning note. I'm going out on top. Yeah, no, I, I did beat it as well. I, I played it on Twitch for folks and, and actually got through it. I felt very good about myself because I did it with no yeah. no save states. I just played it through as if I was was nine years old again, uh, just slamming my face against the wall mm -hmm. over and over again trying to beat it. And I did. It <laughs> felt really good. And much like in the movie, the, the game ends. He's sort of like, you killed my parents. And then throws Joker off the top of, a, of the bell tower to well, his death. I mean, <laughs> I, well, you know, in the film, in Batman's defense... He he puts the Joker in a hell of a situation that is probably not survivable. Um, but you know, he, he doesn't outright he doesn't outright toss him. You know, he he Joker's on the helicopter. Speaking of the film, you know, spoilers, cut it off if you need to at this point. Uh, you know, he 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 grapples the uh, the large the piece of the gargoyle statue around his leg. So, you know, the the Joker, I mean, if he had strong enough up, upper body strength to pull up himself and this, you know, several hundred pounds of granite, he, he could have survived. I, I, he, you know, he gives him the chance. Uh, it wasn't an outright murder. Uh, you know, I, I don't think you would get tried for murder. Um, you know, that's probably a manslaughter at best. Yeah, well, in, in this game, though, it's literally he just throws him off. You don't get that, that extra scene yeah, in the helicopter. Well, it looks more like he just picked him up and threw him off the, the, the edge of the tower. But honestly, after I, that fight, I wanted to do the same. So I get it. After that, yes, after that fight, uh, it's, it's justifiable. I understand the frustration. So do you think you'd recommend this game to people who maybe hadn't played things like Ninja Gaiden, these older, harder games, uh, or are fond of that movie generally? Like Again, I don't know if a lot of people still go back and watch the original 1989 Batman movie, but I do, mm -hmm. and I think it's great. Yeah, I, I, 
I have gone back and uh, I love rewatching those 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 first two, both the Michael Keaton Batman films. I, I think make for a great kind of back to back showing. Um, but no, I it, it's weird because you you can't like directly recommend this to a Batman fan because it's not a very fan service heavy game. Like um, like I I don't know if your casual Batman fan is is really going to get um a lot out of it. Uh, like you know, like we were talking about, some of these some of these bosses are not like I don't know if there's a fucking room of doom or, or blocks. Um, the Batman paddles in the comics, uh, you know, they're not you know the, the normal rogues gallery or like you're saying they are are very deep cuts. Um, so I, I don't I don't know how much value is there for kind of the the, the casual observer. Uh, but if you like you know. If you're a Batman fan and you you like a game with a little bit of difficulty to it, um, you know if if you're a Ninja Gaiden fan, even if you're not the biggest Batman guy, you'll you'll probably still enjoy the way this one plays. Um, it's a very similar style. Uh, it might be just a just a, a touch slower paced, uh, but I think you'd really enjoy it. Um, but yeah, if you really liked that Batman '89. Um, and, and you're, a, you know, you're, you grew up during that time maybe, or you're, you know, you just love, uh, that film and you're an NES guy anyway, but definitely, I think those would have to be maybe the two combinations <laughs> that would work out best. The, the people that might get the most mileage out of this. I, I don't know I, if I was just talking to someone that was just, you know, kind of a, kind of a Batman fan, um, you know, but not really into to more difficult games. I mean, you'd, you'd immediately plop them down into the Arkham games and, and you wouldn't dare, wouldn't dare venture back this far. So it, it's definitely a select crowd um, that I think would, would get the most out of this. But it, it's it's an enjoyable game. There There's some frustration um, to be had. Uh, that you're definitely probably, well, yeah, definitely. Shouldn't say probably. Definitely going to hit a wall somewhere or another throughout this game and if you make it all the way to the joker without hitting that wall then that's where you're going to hit it uh but it's one of those where you can you can tell you're kind of getting the skills down as you play through and i don't know i i liked it i i I enjoyed it quite a bit i probably won't be playing through it again (laughs) because you know my goal was always it was always nagged on me that i never finished this um so I, i did that and it's an enjoyable playthrough I'm never going to be good enough to where this is one of those games I can pop in and, you know, just kind of speed run through. Um, and I, I don't know if I want to sit down, put another, you know, four or five hours into, into slugging it out with the Joker. But I, I would say definitely, if you fell under any of the categories I mentioned before, give this one give this one a whirl. Yeah, I think it's an okay Batman game. I think it is a wonderful Nintendo game. If you're someone who played... These, yeah, these side-scrolling yeah. Nintendo action games. Then Batman's one that, up until this podcast, I always was like, yeah, it was okay. But I remember it being really hard and kind of not as much fun. No, I think it's one of the better ones. I think it's it's uh, it's it's almost a go-to if you like this kind of game. Uh, that Batman needs to be on your list uh, of games to play through, especially being as short as it is. If you know what you're doing, you can get through it in 30 minutes with no real issues, even refighting some of the bosses. So, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I like this one a lot. I think it is something I will replay just because it's so short. Uh, although I don't know if I'll play it all the way through to completion. If I can get to to the fifth level, I'll feel pretty good about yeah. myself yeah. and can go on with my day. But yeah, we both like it. I'm uh, pretty sure Jeremy likes it as well. Maybe he'll tell us when he's back. 
So that's our thoughts on Batman for the NES, not the second one, Return of the Joker, which is also good, but completely different style of game. That game has you running around with a gun. It's very much a running gun more than this was, uh, but also a good one, also by Sunsoft, also with excellent music. So sometimes people have questions for us, and sometimes they just stop us in the grocery store and ask us questions, and it's awkward because I don't know who they are, <laughs> and I don't like talking to people. But if they had a question they wanted to send us, in a better way, they can go to Retrovania.net. And at the very bottom yeah. of that page, along with all our updates and all links to social media and such, everything else, including our wonderful Patreon, uh, there is a question form. You can put questions there. It has little blocks for you. You can put who you are, what you want to talk about, and then a big block to put your question in. And they come right to us, where Jeremy normally, Jeremy normally goes through them and curates which ones he's going to read out uh, if there's a bunch about what that mouth do. But since he's not here, he just sent us a sampling of them. And I'll do my best not to fumble all over my mouth reading those questions right now and our first question comes are you, to us, are you are you are you qualified are you i qualified do know how, for this i do know how to read so i think i'll be okay but we'll okay. see perhaps this will be the only time i ever do it <laughs> <laughs> and our first question comes to us from shrimp and he's got a question for the podcast which is probably good again that's how you want to send him to us yeah uh, his question though is very right short place. very short and right to the point what's the most well-liked video game that you absolutely hate oh man um i i feel like this is something that I, I, I probably address every now and then on here. Uh, most of the time you guys will be discussing something and I'll have to chime in. I don't care for it. Um, I am not... You know, it's tough. It's tough because I'm going through my head. I, I, I am not a big man. I'm not a big fan of the Sonic franchise at all. Um, I... I maybe with the exception of Sonic 2, <laughs> dislike the majority of Sonic games. Uh, and and we have to go back to early on in Retrovaniacs when I revealed the dark secret. Um, I absolutely despise Pac-Man. Um, I think the only good Pac-Man is Pac-Land. Wow. And, but I do like that little, you know, that Pac-Man thing they put on the Switch not too long ago is pretty fucking nice. Um, but no, I just, I, I don't appreciate the, I, I, I appreciate what, I guess, what it did for video games, uh, you know, the impact that it had, uh, you know, Pac-Man and, and Miss Pac-Man and whatnot. Um, you know, it, 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 it certainly helped, you know, kind of shape the, the arcades that I enjoyed as a kid. Um, uh, but I, I don't care for those games. It's just something about it. And yeah, I'm not even fucking good at it. And that probably plays a big hand in it. I know you're all thinking it. It's like, you probably just suck. Yeah, I do. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I just never saw the fun in those games. I think Mr. Do does it better. Wow. I said it. I Whoa. said it. Um, this might, you know, this this might end up being the director's cut of this episode. We might have to cut this part out and, and and put it back up there, depending on the hate mail that comes in. But no, I I have to say it's those two. I mean, it's like that's the major Sega Genesis franchise, um, and I just I do not care for it. I think it has some cool levels and music, um, but I the best Sonic experience for me is just you know typing in the name of the levels music I want to listen to in the YouTube. Um, and man and Pac-Man just, it just, I, I think it is a level of repetitive and, and I understand what time frame we're dealing with. And I still think it was repetitive for then, um, that I just, I just can't enjoy that. I just, I would have to say it does verge on a dislike. We answered a question similar where it was about a, a game we 
that other people liked that we didn't for some reason or a game that we never really clicked with us. And, and I had mentioned, you know, at that point, Metal Gear Solid 4, which I since have eaten crow over, and, right. and Fallout That's 4, right. Which I still don't like Fallout 4, although, again, I have not given it another shot. Uh, thinking about current games is hard because I don't know if anything is universally liked uh, anymore. The games that people, the style of games that I don't like, but I know are not that they are bad games, but games that I just don't care for, like Call of Duty. I don't like any of those games or... Uh, I mean, any any of the the multiplayer online realistic shooters. While I, they're probably wonderful games, I'm not good at them. I have not played them enough to to get good at them, and, and so I don't enjoy them. So that's games that everyone else on earth seems to like that I really don't. But again, that's not a matter of the game being bad. That's more that's more me. If I go back to you know uh, kind of the same frame you did, where I was trying to think older arcade games, like what is a, an arcade game yeah. that people you know? Oh, this is a wonderful game I've never liked. Uh, Defender for me is that game. I've, I've I've tried to oh, like Defender, yeah, yeah. and I know that the console versions of Defender aren't the same as the arcade, but I, man, I, any version of Defender I've ever played, I just don't get why it was fun. Mm-hmm. I'd, there are a million other shooters that, that were even from that time frame that I'd much rather play. Defender just does not, does not seem enjoyable to me, and that's the one. Maybe that's a cheap answer because uh, it went back that far, but honestly, with current games, it's hard to find something that everyone loves that, that you know, everyone, yeah. even the... Even games that, quote, everyone loves, like Breath of the Wild. I mean, I like Breath of the Wild. There are some people that don't, but their complaints about it, I, I kind of see. It doesn't really feel like a Zelda game in some points, and uh, the, the idea is that weapons break is dumb, and I hate it. But the rest of the game I really liked. So that, you know, it's hard to come up with a current game that there's not at least something I, I can find to enjoy about it. But yeah. But uh, going back to something like Defender is the easiest way to do that for me. So, so thank you, Shrimp, for that question. And our next question comes in from Corvus Cornix 255 and he has a question about mm. our vacation plans. Hey, guys, summer and vacation's hey, on its way. Do you have any plans? And yes, Billy, margaritas, chicken sandwiches, and fishing is 100% an option. But anyway, I wish you guys a happy summer and take care. So, Billy, what do you have going on this summer other than working? Well, I, I think I'm going to go with all those options that were presented to me right there. <laughs> um, actually, I, I have uh, strategically, I don't usually take job positions uh, assignments strategically which is why i ended up in west virginia during the winter of last year um but i i sat down used the old brain this time and yeah i'm working through most of the summer um but i am also working near the beach so i will be uh slipping down there for some uh, some long weekends and i think i'll probably take myself because you know of course uh the the only uh only vacation I really had last year was you know just fucking venturing a little further into the backyard than normal, um, so yeah I, I'm looking forward to getting out there to the beach, um you know it's, it feels like a much safer time to do so, um I'll be definitely spending a week or two down that way and and most weekends and there will be. Uh, there will be margaritas. There will there most likely will be chicken sandwiches. Probably chicken sandwiches on the way there. Um, I'll, I'll be drinking my dinner most of the time while I'm there, um, and I, and and we'll see what else. Uh, there might be a little fishing. Uh, truth be told, I have not physically gone fishing in quite some time. It is something that actually this past week I was talking about doing. So we'll see. Um, I don't know. I still hate the idea of fucking bothering a damn fish i'll bother a digital fish all day but what a fucking inconvenience on your day <laughs> have some fucking jerk put a hook through you well, right you get a worm and then he pulls you out and then and and, and then and, and then you you know you're a little fish you're coming out of the water and here's just like this fucking six foot bald guy with a beard he's half drunk and he's staring at you he doesn't really want to touch you too much he just wants to get that hook out of you and throw you back in it's gotta be an awful experience for the fish 
Um, so I'm thinking on it. I, I'm trying to see. I might just stick around to getting drunk and, and catching, catching, catching digital fish all day long. Uh, but no, I, I, I think there's going to be some beach going. And I'm usually more of a fall vacation guy. And I'm thinking about, I like taking a little bit of historical trips also. I'm thinking about heading back up to Boston, doing the old Freedom Trail up there, see what I can see. So, and there'll be a lot of cheesesteaks in that, and a lot of cheesesteaks. And, I, you know, a trip to Philadelphia, I think I ate more fucking cheesesteaks when I was in Boston than when I went to Philadelphia, for some reason. They make them pretty good up there. They make a lot of good food up there. Gained a lot of weight last time I went to Boston. I, I went to Boston once just to go to a Red Sox game that was rained out. So that's the only time I've been to Boston for anything. Uh, it was it's fine. It was a bad trip in general. It was a bad choice. You know, like you go out and hang out with your friends and everyone makes like these great plans to go on trips. Uh, one of my friends actually follows through with that every time. So we stopped having him talking about the trips with him because he'll just be like, guys, I bought I rented a hotel and next week we're going to Boston. They're like, well, we were joking. We were very drunk. We thought it was a good idea. Uh, no, he's already bought tickets and a hotel room. So I guess we're going to Boston to see a Red Sox game. And then uh, the, the game was rained out and we didn't go at all um i have a beach trip uh, i have a beach trip coming with my family uh later this summer i don't think it'll affect having shows up but we may have pre-record a few here and there uh and uh, i'm i'm trying to do some camping i'm a big camping fan we haven't gone oh, wow. in a long time the, the problem this year is that because no one did anything last year uh campgrounds are all booked they're all booked for everything i'd have to find one uh that, that is open that has a spot i don't want to do camper camping i want to do tent camping that's how i like it and i will not do it at the beach i've camped at the beach one time and it was miserable and i'll never do it again camping on sand mm. is awful so i will not uh, i will not be doing that but I'll, I'll find somewhere to take the kids and do some camping even if it's like on a wednesday evening we'll find time to do it uh, i'm looking forward to that but the rest of the time i'm just trying to get my kids into camps to get out of this house i've been home with them now for uh for 18 months it's time for them <laughs> time for them to not be home Whew. with me for five minutes so that that's my summer vacation is them going to some sort of camp um you know, speaking of chicken sandwiches, before I move on, last episode we talked about that Popeye's chicken sandwich. I hadn't tried it. I did finally go out and try it. And I have to say, yeah, yeah. I can see Jeremy's argument that sometimes if it's not made well, it probably isn't a very good sandwich because it is a very heavily breaded sandwich. Most of Popeye's, like chicken fingers, have a very, like, kind of heavy yes. consistency breading. Uh, the one by me did it perfectly. Wonderful sandwich. I got the spicy one. Uh, awesome. It, it had some heat to it, not as spicy as I'd like, but I guess if everyone had sandwiches as spicy as I'd like, no one would eat them but me. I get that. Uh, but it was good. For a fast food chicken sandwich, I'll take it. I also uh, have had the McDonald's spicy chicken sandwich, not the not the spicy McChicken, which is a wonderful sandwich that only costs a dollar, uh, but they're actual like new to try to beat Popeye's or yeah, Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. Yeah. It's okay. It's not as good as Popeye's, but it, it was better than I expected. Uh, although, full disclosure, when I ate it, I may have had a whole bunch of beer beforehand, so it didn't matter if it was good or not. I was <laughs> going to eat it. But yeah, I've tried the Popeye's chicken sandwich, and I do think it's wonderful. And I would get that over Chick-fil-A almost any time I can. Uh, so, thank you. Now, I heard... I, wait a minute. I heard Popeye's let you down, though. Oh, Not you know what? I, this this is a bigger issue. I was going to talk about it when Jeremy was here, but let's let's throw it out now. Oh, I got you. I didn't realize that Popeyes has removed many of their sides chain wide. <laughs> they no longer have the Cajun rice. It's not there. It's gone. You can't order it. I loved the Cajun rice. I thought it was great. They yes. no longer have onion yes. rings. I don't know if that's chain wide, but the one by me has stopped offering onion rings, which I know they're. Yeah, a pain we, in the we ass. don't have them either. No, we don't have those either. I love their onion rings. They were, they're, they're, they are, 
easily my favorite item at Popeye's. I would go there and get whatever I could get just to get the side of onion rings. And they always roll their eyes at you because they have to make them because they never have them out. And I didn't care. I was like, you know what? I don't, you can take 20 minutes. I'm not going anywhere. I'll sit right here and wait. Make me those onion rings. I want two orders of them because they're incredible. And I guess I'm the only person that cared that much because they're gone. And apparently the green beans are gone. I didn't care about that. I can make green beans at home. <laughs> but the Cajun rice... And the onion rings are no longer an option. So as I had my chicken sandwich, I was in a bad mindset because I wanted those onion rings. But you know what? Even despite that, it's a good chicken sandwich. I'm not going to pretend that it ruined my entire experience. But knowing that I cannot get Cajun rice or onion rings is a damper on my chicken buying. I will stick to probably going to Royal Farms Gas Station, which has my favorite fried chicken anyway. Uh, So that's okay. Mm. So thank you, Corvus Cornix, for letting me rant about chicken sandwiches and vacations. Uh, our next question is from Bleeder, and he has a question about the game Rings of Power. Have any of you guys played the Rings of Power on Genesis? There are two kinds of people in the world. There are 200 people who've played it and loved it, and everybody else on Earth who's never heard of it. It was Naughty Dog's first console game and last RPG. I ask because you guys seem to have broader retro experience than other retro podcasts. No one else has done a show on it, and even if you guys don't, I'd love to hear from any of you who played it back in the day. Take it easy, guys. Uh... I have not played Rings of Power, and I looked it up to see, like, why haven't I heard of this game? And it's one of those Electronic Arts Genesis games that has, like, the two color boxes, which means I assume all of those are computer ports. Uh, Now, this one may not be. I don't know. But that's why I hadn't tried it. I'm going to be honest. Other than Haunting starring Polterguy, my experience with the dual color Electronic Arts games from the Genesis time period. Oh, and, and Mutant League Football. Other than those two, I can't think of a game that is out by Electronic Arts that wasn't just a version of a game I could have played on Amiga or on a computer and had a better experience. So I did not try that one, but and I know Jeremy has not. He said he didn't. Have you heard of Rings of Power, Billy? I've heard of Rings of Power, and I have played Rings of Power. Um, I did this because, you know, at, at in my youth, and still today, I am a gigantic uh, Lord of the Rings nerd. And it full disclosure, it has nothing to do with Lord of the Rings. You know that now, but I didn't at the time. (laughs) So I got this on a whim. I rented this on a whim. Um, Yeah, it's not Lord of the Rings, and it's not my style of game. Uh, This has a Jeremy P. classic written all over it, though, maybe. Uh, (laughs) It's, you know, it's it's a little slow, little plotting um, it was not something that appealed to me. I, I can see why other people might enjoy it. It's just not my style of game. And I, you know, kind of got excited and, and picked it up, you know, kind of sight unseen, just the, just the front, just the rings of power thing. And, and maybe a little glance at the back of the box. Um, so I, I don't know if it's one that I would necessarily, you know, I, I mean, if everyone else was all for it, I would give it another look. Uh, I don't think this is one that on my own time, though, just kind of based on the type of game it was, I would I would try again. So, I mean, I have played it, but I don't feel like I can give it a very educated opinion on the matter. Well, based on the fact that you think it's a, a guaranteed Jeremy P. Classic, now I'm intrigued. Now I may have to... Ch- yeah, I'm, I, I, I could see um, Jeremy P. maybe being like, yeah, I love this one. Had this back on the TurboGrafx-16. <laughs> um, here it is. <laughs> um, no, I, I, you might want to give it a... You might want to actually give it a shot. 
I may. Maybe I'll force it as a bonus game since we're always looking for bonus Ooh. podcast games. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you for the recommendation, though, Bleeder. Apparently, Billy has played it. Uh, the only one of the three of us. And I am now intrigued. And if I do play it and we don't use it as a show, I will share my thoughts on it on a future episode of Retrovaniacs. Uh, we have one more question for today. And this is from our friend, Rally Jolliday, spelled D-J-O oh, Jolliday. Hey. And he yeah, has a question. I like the... Uh... I like the sound of this. He has a question on something we're all familiar with, existential dread. And his question, oh, also boy, short and sweet. We? You guys seem sad. Which of you lives with the most ennui? <laughs> I you know, I don't I don't think I'm particularly sad. Um <laughs> I, I don't think I'm the I wouldn't be the sad one, would I? Like I, I seem to be God, I wanna say maybe I'm the most most kind of up of everybody. Perhaps I, I would say that uh, I mean, uh, in this podcast, maybe the only place on earth you could say you're not the sad one. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I am prone. I'm prone to outbursts, but but otherwise, I uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm too, too awful sad. I, I think maybe I'm just I'm I'm weary, world weary, you know, um, it, it, it's a strange it's a weird age right now. To where you're still having to work like you did when you were younger, but you don't have the energy to do it, <laughs> nor the desire to any longer. Um, but no, I, I, I you know, I, I'm and actually working now, trying to strike a pretty good, pretty good balance between the old work life and the personal life, trying to find a little more time for fun and whatnot. Believe it or not, I like to partake in such things on occasion. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take myself out of the running. For the saddest on this one, you you guys can fight this one out. It's a tough battle. The battle of the Jeremys for who's got the who's the saddest is. is Jeremy's tough. not here. He's not here, so we can just put it on him. We he can. That really doesn't seem very himself. fair, but I'm willing to do the, the same. Uh, I I like to think I'm not generally miserable. Uh, I might come across that way, maybe, and maybe it's because we're only talking about old games on this. Uh, but I I <laughs> I'd like to think I'm not. Uh, but at the same time, a lot of things that are just minor inconveniences really do set me off so i don't know maybe it's yeah <laughs> maybe it's me uh the, the, you you revealed the secret that none of us really like old games so we're always miserable to talk about them but it just seemed like a really good you know really really good podcast genre to break into no no that's not what i meant necessarily but it does mean there are definitely times where i have oh, to it play is. a game and the, the secret's out I, I we 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 have a, to cram a game into a week, and if it's not a game I necessarily uh, yeah. wanted to play, then you're like, well, oh, I yeah. filled my week with that, and not Persona Five Royal, which is sitting in my PlayStation Five or PlayStation Four being unused yeah. uh, yet again. But you know what, though, that's that's okay. Honestly, even the games I don't like, uh, I enjoy playing things I've never played before. So that that's not the case. You know, it's just you know, maybe you that's caught me. If you would have caught me during the week of Gym Fire, I may have taken the title <laughs> of, of saddest. <laughs> So it's it's between the one of the two of us, uh, me, me or the other Jeremy, and and if he's not here, we'll just say it's him. But uh, but it it's him. It, it could be me. We'll we'll go with either one. Uh, but it's not Billy. <laughs> We've determined it's not Billy, and that's at least one third of this podcast that's not miserable. So so that's that's nice. I like that. So thank you for the question, Rally Jolliday, and that's going to do it for us for listener questions. So if you have a question for us or a request or anything else, go on to retrovania.net the very bottom, that question form, fill it out, send it to us. Normally, Jeremy will be here to provide his input as well, uh, and we can answer those mm -hmm. at the end of the show like we did right now. But we will be back in about two weeks with another show on our main feed, plus a bonus show in between for our patrons. Also, if you miss written magazines, 
I wrote an article for an upcoming issue of Read Only Magazine, uh, which you can find at www.readonlymagazine.com. Uh, right now they're pre-selling the next issue, which is the second issue all about adventure. Uh, I've written something all about the Alex Kidd game that is not like the other Alex Kidd games. It's more of a straight uh, adventure game. So I talked all about Alex Kidd in High Tech World, and you can read that there uh, at www.readonlymagazine.com. Otherwise, we'll see you next time.